0: Dive in to an ocean of possibilities with the DKM program of the American Council of the Blind. Get connected and build a strong leadership foundation. Apply to become a 2024 recipient of the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. Get curious, explore, become engaged, and focus on making impactful contributions. Apply to become a 2024 ACB JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. If selected, you'll be sponsored to attend the ACB Conference and Convention and learn how to navigate the waves of leadership from mentors and leaders of ACB. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information and to complete the application, visit www.acb.org DKM.
1: Opinions expressed on ACB
0: media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Well, greetings, everybody. That first spot was (laughs) that was neat. It was practically Olympic sounding.
0: It was. (laughs) My
1: name is Ron Miller, and I'm glad to be here with you, even if we don't have water now that we had in that first spot. Um that was cool. (laughs) So Rick Rick Lewis does a nice job. Oh, you oh who did it? Rick Lewis. Deb Lewis's Deb Cook Lewis's husband, Rick. Oh they do ride radio, if you've ever heard it. I have not and yeah. and now I'm gonna have to go listen to it. Yeah, that was it's just very good. fun. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, glad to be here with everybody. Today this is uh another Thursday. We get to spend an hour or so together. And um we're going to talk about the Microsoft Editor. We'll look at it in Word. Uh it's a free feature for those who are using Microsoft Office applications and um it's in, your, in Edge, it can be um, uh, used as a browser extension. Um, also, they now have it as an extension you can add to Google Chrome. I am not going to go through the steps to do that today. If that's something you guys really want to do, then send me an email, and we can add that to our list of things. Uh, the free version that you get if you have not subscribed to Office 365 allows you to check grammar and spelling if you're in a document. And uh, it lets Windows help you write better, though sometimes I disagree with its grammar choices. <laughs> uh, if you're an Office 365 subscriber, you receive, a, you receive uh, or you can use uh, advanced grammar and style options uh, that address quality, uh, sorry, formality, not quality, formality, conciseness, and vocabulary. And I got that little tone in my ear uh, am I still online with everybody? Yes, you're good. Oh, good! Because now I'm all paranoid since I had uh, had trouble getting into uh, into the into the room into our Zoom meeting today. Um, it was just not cool. <laughs> so, uh, but that's okay. If I'm here, then we're good to go. So we will be talking about we will be talking about the, uh, the, the editor today. Now when you when you use the editor it gives you uh, feedback on the content of your document and you can manage the items that are displayed the things that it checks for uh, you can do that in settings and these include options for checking your grammar according to a particular writing style you can set the autocorrect options. So as you're typing along, you may have noticed if you're using Office 365, you'll be typing along and you hear kind of a noise. I can't do it very well, but it's a little crickety sounding noise. And um, what will have happened when you hear that sound is Word is watching what you are typing or entering, if you're using your Braille display perhaps. And if it thinks you've made a spelling error, maybe like me, you write the word opportunity with two Ps, and it only should have one. Uh, It will make that little clicking noise and take away one of the Ps and fix the word for you. Now, that's really cool most of the time. uh, I find if I'm writing words that have a lowercase i in places that Microsoft Word doesn't expect them, it will change those to capital I's. (laughs) and um, I have to go back and change them back. But yes, there's an autocomplete function, and you can turn that on and off. Um, you can have it flag repeated words. So often I'll be typing and trying to think as I type, and I just don't multitask well, and I'll end up with the repeated. So I might say after we left the, the park or something like that, and it will let me know that that word is, is repeated. Just like that is was, and I can go back and fix that. So this is located, as I said, as I said, in settings or in the spell check dialog, or in Word options. So let me show you how to affect those changes. So one of the ways to do it is to press Alt and F, and then T to to open Word options. Yep, we need speech, don't we? <laughs> Here we go. Speech is helpful.
2: Full speech. There it is. Title is desktop one.
1: Now I'll ask you, is that loud enough? Uh, uh, it, could, or... it could be
2: just a little,
1: a tick louder. All right. How about this?
2: Can paste in the embed code for the video you want to add.
1: Is that good? I think that's fine. All right, then I'll leave it there. Um, so let's do this again. I'm going to press Alt.
2: Upper ribbon. Expanded. Home tab. 2 of 11. Alt followed by H. F. Leaving menus. File list box. Home. 2 of 9. Alt followed by F. Home. New. Hide or show region button checked. 1 of 3. List box word options. General. 1 of 11.
1: So I'm in word options. That's now open. And we'll press uh, P to select proofing.
2: Proofing. 3 of 11.
1: It's nice when first letter navigation works like it's supposed to. That's the proofing category. This is a multi-page dialog. So it's got a number of tabs in uh, these categories. And we'll now navigate through these settings so you can hear what's in the proofing uh, page of this dialog. And we're going to select settings according to the way we prefer them. But you can listen to how they work. Okay. So here we go
2: auto correct options auto correct options dot 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 button alt plus a
1: so there's auto correct options
2: when correcting spelling in Microsoft Office programs ignore words in uppercase checkbox checked alt plus u
1: so when I'm doing a spell check uh, I don't want it to make a distinction between upper and lowercase don't don't uh, please don't ding me when I you don't think I've spelt it with the right capitalizations there are times that we write things that would normally be in all uppercase or all lowercase, and I don't want uh, spell checker to grab that and tell me about it. I'll tab.
2: Ignore words that contain numbers. Check box checked. Alt plus B.
1: Okay, words with numbers in them don't don't uh, don't try to correct me on those.
2: Ignore internet and file addresses. Check box checked. Alt plus F.
1: I'm just going to tab through. I'm not going to speak on each one of these choices, or we'll be here. We'll be here a much longer time.
2: Flag repeated words checkbox checked. Alt plus R.
1: So that's the one I mentioned earlier. I like it to tell me when I've repeated repeated words accidentally.
2: Enforce accented uppercase in French checkbox not checked. Alt, I, Alt plus E.
1: I, I probably never write in in, in French.
2: <laughs> Suggest from main dictionary only checkbox not checked. Alt plus I. Custom dictionaries dot 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 button. Alt, Alt plus C.
1: I haven't set up any custom dictionaries so that checkbox doesn't really matter.
2: French modes combo box. Traditional and new spellings. Alt plus M.
1: That really doesn't matter either.
2: Spanish modes combo box. Two dia verb forms only. Alt plus H.
1: Yes, this no importa. I don't it's just not important.
2: When correcting spelling and grammar in word, check spelling as you type check box checked. Alt plus P.
1: So I want it to check it as I type. You may not want it to do that. Especially if you use a lot of acronyms and other things that it might tell you is wrong.
2: Mark grammar errors as you type check box checked. Alt plus M.
1: And I have it marked um. If, you know, if it don't like your grammar too often and, and that annoys you, fix, <laughs> you can uncheck that.
2: Frequently confused words checkbox checked. Alt plus N.
1: So that one can be important as well. Two, two, and two, right? Toad and toad. All of those homophones out to get you.
2: Show readability statistics checkbox not checked. Alt plus L. Show
1: readability statistics. I haven't checked that. The We are going to look at the statistics. We are going to look at the wow, we are going to look at the statistics that are shown. Speaking of grammar, I just said gonna. And um, those are interesting, but I don't have readability statistics specifically checked. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't write, I think, and stuff that's... Uh, I, don't, I don't compose text that's too difficult to write. <laughs> um, but, you know, perhaps that's true. So there are a number of these. I'm not going to go through all of them, uh, you can certainly peruse them, check and uncheck stuff at your leisure and the way you want them. But that's how you get into that into that dialogue and to the proofing category. I'm going to press escape to get us out of here.
2: Escape, edit.
1: And I'm back in my document. Now, according to the Microsoft support page, editor has been updated uh, in Office 365. It checks for more uh, issues than it used to, uh, than it did in 2016, Word 2016, in Word 2019 they've also added an editor button under the home tab within the uh, within the the editor group or the edit group and uh, I'm happy to show you how to do that let me step you through it this is yet another way to launch the editor i think the one that everybody's familiar with is to press F7 and we'll use that in a minute but I'll show you how to navigate to this button if you want to use it instead to invoke the editor So, what you'll do is you'll press Alt, then H, then 2, the number, I'm sorry, Alt, then H, then C, Charlie, then the number 2. Now, I have no good mnemonic for C because it's launching the editor, but Alt, and then H, and then C, and then 2. Remember with these uh, Windows shortcut keys, or key sequences. you. It's not like the old days with the pull-down menus. You're not holding alt and then pressing this other stuff. You're actually going to press and release each discrete keystroke. So alt.
2: Upper ribbon. Expanded. Home tab. 2 of 11. Alt then, followed by H.
1: And then H. And then C, Charlie. And then the number 2 on the num row.
2: Leaving menus. Editor score 78% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: And we are in... The editor dialog. Okay. So that key will open up the editor pane. It's opened up a task pane, and you will use F6 to move from this pane back to your document if you want to leave it open, because once you've opened it, it's going to remain sitting there on the screen. It's one of the panes that's available. Okay. So F6 will move you between these panes. I'll press F6.
2: F6, status bar, page number, page one of one button, one of 12.
1: And there's my status bar. This is, to me, a very useful thing, but I'm not gonna digress. Let's press F6 again.
2: F6, upper ribbon, expanded, home tab, two of 11, alt followed by H.
1: And F6 again.
2: F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit.
1: And there's our document. If I press F6 one more time.
2: F6, editor score 78% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: And we'll talk about this scorecard in just a minute. So you may have noticed that if I pressed, when I was in my document in the edit field, if I pressed F6, I would move immediately to the editor. So I took the long way around when I pressed F6, F6, F6. So at least the way Word is putting things together on my screen, on my PC, and it will probably do it the same on yours. Once you've invoked editor, and you're on the in the editor uh Tasks, uh, task pane, it will be quicker to press Shift F6 to get back to your word, to get back to the edit field. I'm going to press Shift F6. Shift
2: F6, edit. See,
1: that's much faster. As I said before, this is what I call a Coke can universe. No endorsement of Coke, just the shape of the can. If you're inside a cylinder, and you start walking around the wall you can go round and round and round that cylinder and this works that same way you move pressing F6 you move from pain to pain to pain to pain shift F6 takes you in the opposite direction but you cover all the same ground because it's a closed universe or a closed uh, UI so <clears throat> so pressing Shift-F6 gets me back to the edit field faster because of the way the panes are laid out. Okay. So that's just handy to do, I think. If you want to dismiss the editor, let me get back into it here.
2: F6, editor score 78% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: It's a pretty crummy score on this document. You only get 78% out of 100. Bad score. (laughs) Again, we'll talk about this in a moment. But if you wish to dismiss the editor you need to press control space
2: control space group move one of four M.
1: it'll put you into a menu it'll put you into a menu and all you need to do now is press the letter c for close
2: leaving menus edit
1: the pane closes and i'm back in my edit field and if you guys will permit me i'm going to take a drink of water because i'm sounding pretty hoarse I really try not to do that during our times together, but allergies persist, and I'm listening to myself, and I sound kind of crummy. (laughs) So, I told you kind of the long way to invoke the editor by pressing the Alt-HC2 shortcut command. The other shorter way to do it is simply by pressing F7.
2: F7, editor score 78% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card. Misspelled, video, V-I-D-I-O. Video provides a powerful way to help you.
1: So that's a much faster way. It's a whole lot fewer keystrokes, right? So that's what what I would do. (laughs) But so F7 to open it and then control plus space.
2: Control space, group, move, one of four, M.
1: And then C to close it.
2: Leaving menus.
1: Edit. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, the when you when you press F7, um, a task pane is opened up, and you can then start working your way around the editor uh, uni- universe user interface. <laughs> so that's the way we're going to do that today. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're gonna stay in Word today. As I said, this is also available in Microsoft Edge. And the information I was reading in um, Microsoft Support says that they're bringing it to Outlook as well. My version of Outlook doesn't have it yet. I do understand that Microsoft does, I believe what is called a rolling release. So some people get a download and update before others do. Uh, I am not one of those people. I haven't received it. (laughs) So uh, I haven't got that already. Alrighty. So let's go back in. I'm going to press. I'm going to go to a different document first. Okay. Um, This document is pretty small. If you have a document that's 100 words, well, less than 100 words, um, you don't normally get a scorecard. As you heard, it moves right into the spell checker. I did get a scorecard when I used the, the home, well I went into the home ribbon and went to the editor button and it gave me a score of 78%, didn't like what I did. But normally when you press F7, if you have less than 100 words in your document, you don't get the the scorecard and the information that it includes. And I want to show you that. So give me a moment, I'm, gonna pre, I'm going to uh, open a different document or move to a different document, which is already open.
2: Zoom webinar, out-of-class activity, one-eating-a-meal.docs word.
1: So this is a document I prepared. Um, I believe it was last summer for a class that I had to take in. In, in uh, when I was going to co- Well, still I'm going to college, but during the summer semester, I <laughs> had to write an experience. Um, most of my classmates were cited, and uh, I'm, I'm doing my, my master's in vision studies. So they were tasked, we were tasked with writing... Uh, uh, a, a document, uh, a brief document on a an activity that we did blindfolded. Um, I I didn't bother with the blindfold, but I did write up the activity, and uh, I mine was on uh, eating a Mexican dinner, um, one of those big overstuffed burritos, and the techniques I had to use to uh, eat it successfully and not get messy. So it's just it's enough words for us to be able to see. Uh, what's being done here. So let's look at what we've got in the in the uh, task pane when it opens. I'll press F7.
2: F7, editor.
1: Really? Today, please.
2: Refinements, conciseness, two issues, okay. two of four.
1: Let me press shift tab.
2: Editor score 96% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: So it didn't like most of my grammar. It only gave me a 96%. Let me shift tab again.
2: Give feedback to Microsoft. Tell us what you think about it. Ed- document statistics button.
1: Okay, so that's Shift-Tab. I'll press Tab. We'll go back to the scorecard. Give
2: the Editor Score 96% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: Thank you. So the first thing you're going to encounter is is one of two things. Um, normally, you get the Editor Scorecard, and then you'll tab, and you will read through the different corrections you could you could ask it to perform or to check for. And you've got an option to provide feedback, and then the statistics. Okay? Um, if the document, as I said, has less than 100 words, uh, you don't you don't get a, a score. <clears throat> you just move on through. Um, if I want to exit the editor without making any corrections, I can press Escape, and I'm going to use Tab to move through the options. Okay. So if I press Escape now,
2: Escape out of class activity one needing a meal. word.
1: I didn't. I didn't do anything, so if I press F6.
2: F6, editor score 96% button.
1: uh Uh-huh, it's still there. And you heard it say editor score 96% button. So I am on a scorecard, and I can read down through. I know it gives me an overall score of 96%. I'm going to start pressing down arrow so you can hear what's in here. Okay? And I'll read this first line.
2: Editor score 96% button.
1: Here we go, arrow down.
2: Editor calculates a score based on the number and type of suggestions to be reviewed and document length96 percent button. Editor score 96%. Accept or ignore suggested refinements to increase the score by 4%.
1: <laughs> Accept or ignore suggested refinements to increase the score by 4%. Well, sort of. If I ignore the refinements, do you think they'll increase my score? Probably not. But if I accept their suggestions, my score will go up. Let's press down arrow.
2: Editor score ninety six percent button. And I'm press back. down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: Sorry, I shouldn't have talked over her. Uh, I'm back at the at the uh, the beginning of this whole thing. So I can press the button. If you press the button, what happens is you will be put into, and I'll show you in a moment, a task pane, and you will go through all of the suggested suggestions and refinements if you
2: press tab refinements conciseness two issues press space or enter to review items button two of four
1: as i just did you move through the various categories that are checked for remember we saw those when we were in settings earlier so conciseness it says i have two items i could fix or two issues um that uh, with regard to conciseness in my document you won't see any spelling issues, I don't think. I don't remember any, but we'll see. So I'll tab again.
2: Check for similarity to online sources button. Check for similarity
1: to online sources. So Word would go and try and see if I have inadvertently perhaps copied some text as I was doing my research for my document or uh, anyways if there's any similarity to text that that's available online. Um, As a student, of course, or, or in any other profession. I, I, I shouldn't qualify it as a student. In my current occupation, plagiarism is a bad thing. It's never a good thing. So this is one of the checks that you could use. Uh, I am very careful when I compose my documents not to just lift text. I, I quote it and cite it and <laughs> do all those things. Uh, even in this presentation, you'll notice I mentioned that the support Microsoft support said thus and such. So it's not just my words, even in these notes. But you can check um, for similarity to online sources. That didn't work for me. I don't know if it's just not connecting right or whatever, but I did try this button as I was uh, just practicing all this stuff for this webinar. And it didn't work. It might work for you. Let's press tab.
2: Document statistics button.
1: Okay, document statistics. And I'll press tab again.
2: Give feedback to Microsoft. Tell us what you think about editor button. Uh, One of one.
1: And if I press tab one more time, we're back around to the scorecard. So let me shift tab.
2: Document statistics button. Because
1: I do want to show you document statistics. This is a, I think it's neat. I'm kind of geeky. I don't check it all the time, but it is kind of cool. So I'll press space on the button.
2: Space. Microsoft Word dialog. We are calculating the stats for you. For very long documents. This might take a few minutes. Do you want to continue? Okay button.
1: Well, I do. It's not that long a document. Let's press space on the OK button.
2: Space. Readability statistics dialogue counts words 1,300 characters, 5, 638 paragraphs, 11 sentences, 41 averages sentences per paragraph, 4 point.
1: Now, let me stop that. That cascade to me is kind of confusing because the numbers all seem to run into each other and stuff. You cannot arrow through this uh, particular dialogue. I'm pressing arrow keys. It doesn't work. You can't Tab you just you're sitting on the okay button. Okay button. So, the easiest way to read this is to virtualize this window. And you may remember that the way to do that is to press insert alt w for virtualize.
2: Virtualizing current window readability statistics.
1: Okay. So this is virtualized. I'm at the top of the uh results viewer with the virtualized text. I'm on readability statistics. So That does show up. I said I didn't do that, but that is what this is. Sorry. And I do find it interesting. Let me arrow down through here. And you may need to do this, I know, for uh, some teachers and uh, people who are producing documents, depending on what you're doing. Uh, You have to produce at a certain grade level. You have to have a certain word count. These things happen. Uh, So this lets you look at the statistics of your document. Let me press down arrow. Counts. Here's counts. It, It breaks it up into groups.
2: Words, 1,300. Characters, 5,638.
1: I'm just arrowing down through the counts. Words, how many characters?
2: Paragraphs, 11. Okay. Sentences, 41. Averages. So, averages. Sentences per paragraph, 4.1.
1: On average, I have 4.1 sentences per paragraph, right?
2: Words per sentence, 31.4. Characters per word, 4.2.
1: It's funny how the averages work out mathematically to have 4.2 characters. <laughs> so somewhere I'm dropping, a, uh, I'm dropping a consonant or something. Let's arrow down.
2: Readability. The
1: readability of my document.
2: Flesh reading is
1: 56.7. I don't know who Flesh is, and it's spelled F-L-E-S-C-H if you're interested. Not, it's not the conventional spelling. Jaws pronounces it Flesh. I don't know if that's different or should it be flesk. Like in school, who knows? But my the ease of reading, flesh gives me fifty six point seven percent. I don't know whether that's good or bad. Uh, I suspect we're we're getting fifty six point seven percent out of a hundred, which isn't all that great. But that's kind of the way it is. Let's arrow down.
2: Flesh can kid grade level thirteen point one.
1: I am writing at a thirteen point one year grade level, so I I don't know if that's good either. I have heard that newspapers and things are written at about the seventh grade level. I don't, don't know that for sure, but that's just a factoid that drifts out of my memory.
2: Passive sentences, 29.2%. Okay.
1: So, there you go. I have 29.2 passive sentences. They're not written in active verbs, they're written with passive verbs, but that's okay. Let's press escape to leave the results viewer.
2: Escape. Okay button. And I'm going to
1: press space on this okay button.
2: Space. Edit.
1: So we've looked through the basic interface just very quickly. We've seen some of the things that happen um, or the things that are, that, are, that are there. So let's do a quick spell check and grammar check, okay? Um, and I don't have, as I said, I don't have any spelling errors in this document, but I do have a document with spell checking errors. So we'll do that in a moment, but we'll go back into the editor. And I think I can just press F6.
2: F6, document statistics button. Nope.
1: Well, maybe. Let's tab.
2: Give feedback to Microsoft. Tell us what you think about editor button. One of one.
1: Yes, I can. I just left it parked on the statistics button.
2: Editor score 96% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card.
1: So we've read the scorecard. I'm going to press space on the button to start this process.
2: Space. More concise language would be clearer for your reader. Style refinement, aforementioned hamburger. A goal, which I was taught as a young child, is to absolutely keep one's fingers out of one's food, unless it is acceptable to pick the food item up, as one would do with a sandwich, hot dog, or the aforementioned hamburger, one of two.
1: So, it takes issue with my saying the aforementioned hamburger. Han, hamburger, And it reads, first of all, the the error that it thinks it's found, the grammatical error. Aforementioned hamburger. If you look at this on a braille display, what you see is style refinement, comma, aforementioned hamburger, comma, and then the uh, the text which gives us the context of the error. So that's what that's where focus begins. If I press tab, button two, a two. We hear button. This button is read in context, and it uses a Microsoft voice. I will press space on this button. Space.
0: Style refinement aforementioned hamburger, a goal, which I was taught as a young child is to absolutely keep one's fingers out of one's food, unless it is acceptable to pick the food item up, as one would do with a sandwich, hot dog, or the aforementioned hamburger.
1: Okay, so it reads it to you in context. If you press
2: tab again, suggestions to choose from, hamburger split button, one of one.
1: You have just hamburger, so leaving out aforementioned, it just would say I forget the context of how the text goes now. Sorry. I warn you guys, my forgetter is better than my memory. Um, But instead of saying the aforementioned hamburger, it just says the hamburger. And if you want to make a change like this, all you have to do is press uh, enter. If you don't want to make that change, you can press tab.
2: Other actions. Ignore once button. One of two. I... And my option is to invoke the ignore once button
1: and I can just press space here and it will ignore this instance of the error. This really comes into play more with, with spelling. For example, if I use the word opportunity in a document a number of times and keep spelling it with two Ps uh, instead of just one, then I can ignore it once and that would be useful if let's say I use an acronym or some other weird spelling because I must it's it's correct in this one instance and then for the whole rest of the document it's incorrect and I I know it's or or vice versa if I need to fix it once and it's okay the rest of the document I can ignore it once if I tab again though
2: stop checking for this button uh oh
1: sorry there's only one occurrence of hamburger Uh, if there were multiple instances you would see ignore all and it would ignore every instance not just one of that occurrence If I tab again, which I just did, uh, you, you get stop checking for this. So if for my entire document, I'm going to spell opportunity with two Ps, and it is the right thing to do, then I can press space and it will invoke this button. And for the rest of this document, it will not try to correct this error. So let's press tab.
2: Show learning tips button. S.
1: I can show learning tips, which tells me a little bit more about the issue, like for grammar. Tab again.
2: Other actions. Options button. One
1: of one. Other actions. To me, this is a little bit of a misnamed button because it says other actions, options button. And what it does is it takes you into the word options, that multi-page dialogue, and to the proofing tab that we were at at the beginning of our time together. So this is another way to get there. If you want to get to, uh, to that options page and and change your preferences or set your preferences. you could run spell check with at least one error so that you can you can tab around, well, if you're, if your document's big enough, you'll get the scorecard too. But uh, you need to get into this into this task pane to get to this button, but it is here, and it takes you to that options proofing page. OK? Let's press tab. Back button. We'll go back, gets us out of here, back into our scorecard, in case I really didn't mean to start a spell check
2: previous issue six remaining button
1: so previous issue
2: next issue next, Six remaining button next
1: issue just like it sounds it will let me move backwards and forwards through the issues okay um, if i just don't want to deal with this one right now i could press next issue if i've i've done a few of these i could press i could press previous issue i don't use these buttons a lot um, but somebody may you might uh... if i'm using a mouse it'd be really easy to click on them but I could tab to them just as well. So if you wish to move to the previous or next issue, you can do that without making changes or affecting what's going on. Okay, let's come back in here.
2: Conciseness. More concise language would be clearer for your reader. Style refinement. Aforementioned hamburger. A goal, which I was taught as a young child is to...
1: We're not going to read that whole thing again. The other thing I can do is you can use some hotkeys. So like for ignore once, I should be able to press the letter I.
2: Other actions: ignore once button. One of two.
1: I there's the button, and I can press space on that, so I can ignore it. If this occurred many times, I should be able to press G golf for ignore all. Um, the G is from ignore all, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and that will let me ignore all occurrences of the of the error or the issue, um, and that does work. There was a time those commands weren't working so it's fixed for now. Uh, sometimes things happen as Microsoft makes changes and stuff gets broken but it still can happen. Um, so for right now the I and the G works so you can use those you can use those commands. So let me stop at this point. Oh I guess I'll I'll go ahead and press space on the ignore button and show you what happens.
2: I, conciseness, more concise language would be clearer for your reader. Style refinement, with regard to, with regard to our plate of Mexican food, the system breaks down somewhat, one of two.
1: Okay, so with regard, let's tab.
2: Button, two of two. We're not
1: going to press the button to read in context. I do hear the hand.
2: Suggestions to choose from, about split button, one of two.
1: So about, so we've got to a split button here. It's not a super great one, but I'll show you how it works. It's, It's as good as the other one. So we have about, so with regard to, I could say about, or we could arrow down.
2: Regarding split button or to say, a two.
1: I could say regarding. Now remember a split button visually is shown on screen as a button that is is bisected. There's a, a horizontal line uh, shown across. It cuts the button in half. If with your mouse you click on the top half, um, it presses the button. If you click on the bottom half, you may get some, well, you will get some choices. To perform the equivalent of clicking on the bottom half of that split button, you, you, you simply press Alt-Down-Arrow. So, let's let's do that. Let's see what our alternative things are that are available with this word. Let's press Alt-Down-Arrow.
2: Alt-Down-Arrow. Read aloud. One of
1: two. So, we can read it aloud. I'm not going to do that. Or. Spell out. Two of two. We can have it spell out. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. Just for fun, I'll press Enter. Enter.
0: R-E-G-A-R-D-I-N-G.
1: Okay, regarding. Now,
2: I'm still in that menu. Spell out two of two. So,
1: I'm going to press escape.
2: Escape, leaving menus, suggestions to choose from, regarding split button, and two there, of two.
1: And there's the split button. Okay, the question. I heard a pop. Is there a question, or am I just? No, I didn't hear anything.
3: You, oh, have, no. I, you, you have a question, but I was waiting for you to wait.
0: Yeah,
1: there um, wasn't a
3: the pop, though. The, so I'm not No, sure there, I there was no, no pop. No, no. I always
1: hear a little, <laughs> when somebody, I don't know if you can hear that, but a little pop noise when somebody's hand goes up. Oh, no. which is
3: kind I of I didn't hear kind of, it, but you do have a question. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's, I, it's a, okay. Literally like that.
3: <laughs> so are you ready for the question?
1: I am ready for the question.
3: All right, Inicio, go ahead and unmute. Hi, Ron. Good afternoon and to you as well thanks for being here you're welcome um so if i'm writing a document and i realize that i may have misspelled the word or or even i get a um a notice uh uh that may be misspelled i, I remember hearing either from you or or liz Whitaker somewhere that there's a way to just get the spelling for that word instead of having to go through this whole editor? Absolutely. I'm going to visit that, in fact. Yes. I'm going to... I will wait wait for that.
1: (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) coming. It's a good question. Oh, yeah, you bet. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, yes, we will do that. Uh, That's all for now. Okay. Good deal. So, I will move on. Let me... uh, let me go back in here. The other thing I wanted to show you, let's come out of this. I'm going to close this. If it will let me.
2: Control space, group, move, one of four.
1: and. Control space, remember, and the letter C, Charlie.
2: Leaving menus, edit.
1: And I'm going to reopen it.
2: F7, editor score 97% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card. Conciseness. more concise language would be. Yeah,
1: okay. Is it going to let me do this or not? Um. Maybe not.
2: Back button. Other actions. Oh, let's do that. Back, button. Back
1: button. Let's go up a level.
2: Space. Editor score 97% button. Press down arrow key to navigate inside the card. Give feedback to Microsoft. Document statistics button. Check for similarity to unlock refinements. Punctual. How formal will this document be? Formal writing selected. Required selection contains three items collapsed.
1: That's what I wanted to show you. Remember I mentioned one of the items when you first invoke... Um, the editor it asks you how formal is this document going to be okay so
2: enter formal writing selected one of three dot dot professional writing two of three dot dot
1: okay so I've got formal writing I've got professional writing
2: casual writing three of three dot dot
1: and casual writing and that will affect what is checked for how severe the grammar checking is I have not ever encountered spell checking being any less severe <laughs> But um, that is, it's possible, I suppose. So it does give you uh, a control of how strict things are. Okay, and I can, I can, I can select one of those. Okay, so I did want you to see that, and we've already seen how the errors work. Again,
2: formal writing selected what professional writing to three dot dot.
1: And I want to stay with professional.
2: Formal writing. Selected one of three. Uh, dots. Rather
1: formal writing. So
2: enter leaving menus. How formal will this? I leave it at formal
1: writing, uh, just because. And you, you've heard as we've looked at uh, my results, it doesn't agree with my writing all the time. Uh, it uh, uh, the editor doesn't like it if I use apostrophes. I, I you know, my 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 boy is, is doing, my son is doing grammar right now at fifth grade grammar and he's going through the things that are apostrophes and I should know this and anybody who's a teacher out there is now hollering at their computer but whatever you call the thing I've I'll I'd do this we'll whatever those are uh, it doesn't like you to use them in formal writing it wants you to say I will I would I have uh, you know they will (laughs) so I get corrected on that but I leave it said it formal just just to keep me. uh, on the straight and narrow, until I prefer not to be. So, and did you notice when you do a grammatical error that JAWS will explain the reason, uh, the refinement? Oh, just so you know, when you're going through this and an error pops, uh, usually a grammatical error will give you a reason why. Does this need a comma or whatever? Typically, um, the word or is. Is followed by a comma. You cannot press, for example, the say current line, the insert numpad 8, to repeat the reason for the error. Uh, you hear it once and then you hear the error and the, the, context, the contextual text, but you can't get it to repeat the actual error itself, the reason why this is an error. What I found is you need to tab and then shift tab back to it or arrow you know, in, in left or right arrow, and come back to it, and that will force JAWS to reread that. If you want to hear why this is an error, if it just went by fast and you missed it or, or whatever, it, you can cause it to read the whole thing again, but it won't, it, I haven't found a way to say current line or any of those commands to make it read uh, the, the explanation again. You have to move off of the, uh, the item and move back. So, it's an annoyance. I want you to know that way ahead of time, you won't be <laughs> uh, you won't be uh, uh frustrated by that. You'll know what's coming. Okay? So, we already talked about I'm just we I already we've already talked about what's in the options menu. I'm going to just pass this by. Give me a moment. Okay. So, Anisio talked about this. I wanna move us into using quick keys uh to find our, our spelling mistakes so we don't have to go through uh we don't have to go through this whole task pane and the various choices. Let me come out of here.
2: Control space group move one of four M. Leaving Menus Edit.
1: And I'm going to switch to a document that has a few more spell check instances, a few more errors. So bear with me here.
2: Spell check demo document dot docs word.
1: So there's maybe four words instead of one video you already heard <laughs> it's misspelled. But yes, how can I how can I check misspelled words if I don't want to go through this whole process using the editor? And there are quick keys in Word to navigate through our spelling errors. Um their JAWS commands specifically. So for example, if I'm in a Word document as we are now, I want to press insert plus Z, Zulu, insert Z, to turn on
2: Quick keys on.
1: Quick keys. And then I can begin to use some of these commands. I can press M like mic to navigate forward through the misspelled words one at a time. I'm already on one misspelling.
2: Heading level one random tech. I'll
1: go to the top of the thing and I'll press M.
2: Video. V-I-D-I-O. Misspelled. Video provides a misspelled powerful way to help you prove your point.
1: Okay. So we also hear the other misspelling: video, v-i-d-i-o, video. Uh, if I press M again,
2: Porful. p-o-w-r-f-u-l, misspelled. Video provides a misspelled Porful way to help you prove your point.
1: Now you need to know this: when you press M and you move to a misspelling, the <clears throat> excuse me, the cursor is placed on focus is placed on the first letter of the word, so you can begin uh, arrowing through it fix the mistakes okay and as you heard jaws reads the misspelled word it also reads the sentence containing it okay you can press shift m of course to move backwards
2: video v-i-d-i-o and we'll
1: stop the reading that's standard in the jaws interface so m to step through your misspelled words one at a time m and shift m to step backwards through the misspellings one at a time, okay? Another way you can do this is you can, when you're on a misspelled word, I shouldn't say another way, another thing you, another thing you can do when you've encountered a misspelled word, if you don't want to edit it yourself, you can let Windows do that for you. So you get uh, the, the, the functionality of getting choices on how to spell stuff, again, without having to use the whole editor process and go into that task pane so you would do that. We're on the word video misspelled. You can either press the application key, or if you don't have one of those, shift F ten. I do hear the question pop. It really does happen. <laughs> I'm going to press the application key.
2: Applications menu.
1: And then you'd press down arrow.
2: Video. Similar to audio visual video cassette. Video recorder split button. One of three.
1: Now, JAWS didn't spell it. I can see it on the Braille display. Let's see if I can say current word.
2: Video comma, similar to colon audio, visual vid V-I-D-E-O.
1: There we go. And I can make it spell it. I pressed insert, uh, insert numpad 5 twice quickly. If I press down arrow.
2: Vidi, no reference information split button, 2 of 3. So
1: vidi, V-I-D-I, press down arrow again.
2: Visio, no reference information split button, 3 of 3.
1: And again, it goes three of three. What are you going to do? Well, let's press down arrow.
2: Group, add to dictionary. One of three, A.
1: I can add it to the dictionary if V-I-D-I-O is something that we're using here. And I've encountered this with uh, some of the company names that we interact with, uh, some people's names as well, and just other terms that you will find in, in the blindness field uh, in access technology like this that, Word says, no, that's not a word. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't recognize it, so you can add it to the dictionary.
2: Ignore all. Two of three. G. Ignore all.
1: Okay, we've seen this before. Uh, any instance where video is written in this document, uh, I can I can press enter here and ignore it.
2: See more. Three of three. at eh. Video. Similar to audiovisual. Video cassette. Video recorders.
1: I'll stop that. So, again, we're in a circular Uh, It's a menu. We get to the bottom of the menu. It wraps and went back to the top. Okay. That's good. So, I'm going to accept this change.
2: Enter. Spell check. Demo document. Docs word. Edit.
1: And video has been fixed. Okay. The other thing that I can do is I can press Alt-F7, and it'll display a list of suggestions. Let's get to another word here. Oops, ah, M. yes, the other thing to remember, <laughs> it's in my notes too, the other thing to remember is if you've done this, you found a misspelled word, you press the applications key or shift F10, you've arrowed down to a choice that you want to change this word to, and you press enter, when you come out of that uh, that menu, quick keys are turned off, so remember to turn them back on before you press M again, don't do what I just did, so let's turn quick keys back on,
2: quick keys on,
1: we'll press M,
2: powerful, p o w r f u l video provides a misspelled powerful way to help you prove your point
1: okay we're going to press alt f7 alt f7 selected misspelled
2: powerful alt f7 spelling suggestions to choose from powerful split button one of one
1: now the only option we have is powerful and this again we're just taking advantage of the facilities that are there it puts us into that uh, in those choices that we have when we're running editor we're, we're using editors own uh editors own uh resources here if i had more than one choice i could press tab and of course the split button is there to have it read the sentence or read the word uh, sorry read the word or spell the word ignore all button and when i press tab i go to the ignore all button just as we've seen before when we're using the editor and going through that entire task pane
2: escape edit and
1: finally Another really cool thing you can do is you can have Jaws build the uh, the list of words for you, and you can do that by pressing shift. Um. Uh. Yeah. Sorry. Shift. I'm putting my fingers on the keys, and I'm uh, <laughs> shift. I do it by pressing alt shift n. Uh, uh. Alt shift l. Um. The notes say shift alt l. So alt plus shift plus L, Lima. Caps lock on. Ah, upper that. Rib, caps lock on. Got fat fingers. Alt-Shift-L.
2: <laughs> leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit.
1: Okay. Alt-Shift-L.
2: Please wait processing three items. Spelling errors, dialogue, list one, list view, CN, two of three.
1: So we've got, let's go up one.
2: Poorful, one of three.
1: There's poorful. We'll arrow down.
2: CN, two of three. Theme, three of three.
1: <coughs> Excuse me. And we'll look at theme, which is spelled uh, T-H-E-E-M. Now, once you've found a word on the list that you want to address, all you do is press Enter.
2: Enter. Theme. T-H-E-E-M. Edit.
1: Draws puts focus on the first letter in the misspelled word. And again, you can either press the application key to get a list of uh, corrections, or you can press Alt-F7 to invoke uh, editors, uh, corrections list, um, in that, in that task pane piece, uh, or you can fix it yourself. Okay. So, initio and others, that's some hotkeys you can use to avoid having to go through the whole process and still you can, uh, you can find out what your words are. Okay.
3: Hey, Ron, so- you have nine
1: minutes and you've got a hand. I was going to say, we are coming up on the end, and I did hear that hand pop earlier. I just wanted to finish up, so question. Or all question. right, Scott, uh, go
2: ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Scott, you're muted.
0: Okay, yeah, there I'm here. Uh-huh.
1: There, there you are.
0: All right, trying to unmute. And I kept, <laughs> I started <double> tapping it started the double tap, in it Be out of focus. Anyway, um, all right, so just be clear on when you're in the list of speakers. Of, um navigating through the list of misspelled words with M and shift M mm-hmm, yeah. uh, what do you do to get to the edit field to make your correction from there you just press yep. enter on on whatever the on uh, whatever you're you know on the item in the list um, to get what That's do you do
1: good, I gotcha it's a good question if you if you've turned on you're, you're in the text you're in your edit right. field and you've pressed uh insert z to turn on uh quick oh. nav keys or mm-hmm. quick keys yeah. you're just pressing m and shift m and you're actually yeah. stepping through the text you're not in a list at all
0: right, right. okay Let so me...
1: you're just you're you land on that first letter and you can edit or you can invoke a list you know that list of corrections by pressing the applications key um you don't have to come out of anything uh if you go in if you press the applications key and go into that list and go no nah, i'm gonna leave it like it is and press escape just remember that uh, most likely quick keys are turned off. <laughs> You'll have to turn them back on. And definitely, if you do go down that list, find a, a, a correction you want to you apply and press enter. When you come back out, you've got to turn quick keys back
0: on with insert C. Okay, Winters. but I mean, I just want to be sure I knew how to Because what if one of the, what if one of the misspelled words starts with an M? So well, you, you, be sure, you, you want to be know, sure that you're in the edit. You've got to be in Well, no matter what, you
1: need to have quick keys turned on. There's no
0: list. Okay.
1: When quick keys are turned on, you can't enter any text.
0: So right. So, okay, so you so turn, M those, is just turn the quick keys off.
1: M just steps you through in order, uh, you know, moving down through the document, shift M in the other direction. It doesn't care what the what the misspelled word begins with. M is just the, the yeah. quick key. Um, if you press the... Alt Shift L to generate a list, then you arrow down to a misspelled word and press enter and it'll move you immediately there. If you generate that list and you decide you don't want to deal with it right now, you just press escape. You'll come right out of that results viewer list.
0: Okay. All right. Thanks
1: a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. I did hear another question. We do. Brad,
2: do we have somebody in Clubhouse?
0: Yes, we have Andrew Putty on stage. Okay. Hello, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've noticed. Um, I think I have autocorrect mm-hmm. turned on, and as I'm typing, it'll sometimes give me a suggested word. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering to invoke that. I'm not sure whether I press spacebar or tab, and I keep getting confused uh, on which yeah. to do. And of course, you know that just makes me mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I understand. You press tab, and to me, that's counterintuitive. Because Yeah,
0: because I'm thinking I'm moving.
1: Well, yeah, you're going to drop a tab, you know, uh, 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 character in there. But if and it, it actually says,
0: actually says, you know, that. suggested, it yeah, well, if you
1: that. listen the, the hint, it'll tell you, depending on your verbosity, it'll say suggested, artvark A-R-D-V-A-R-K, press tab to accept, I believe is what it says. Um, but if you're typing right. fast, and when
0: you, you miss that.
3: Sorry. And <laughs> when okay. you press tab, it also
0: mm-hmm. says indent five characters it actually that's right that. and, so that's and why that, I'm getting that's right it, it is that. you're oh. scared
1: but what it's telling you is if you accept that change and you press tab it parks your cursor to the right of the final character and gives you the the position on screen um, but okay. yes it sounds cool. like you've just dropped a tab character in there you're absolutely right. right, right. Um, but okay. it, it, it makes the change. It, it fixes aardvark, and then it says you know location blah blah blah. And what it means is your cursor is parked immediately to the right. So what you have to remember to do if you if you do accept their suggestion or its suggestion is to press space Afterwards.
0: Yeah. You might be off the word.
1: Well you're you're off it, but you're snuggled right up to it. So if you if you were to start typing the next word, it would be an error because there's no space you'd, you'd have concatenated those right,
0: two exactly yep yeah cool. there
1: gotcha. you go thanks you're welcome And hey, that's else? all we have right now okay well oops, and you've probably. got about three minutes <laughs> yep we got another question anisio
3: Okay, since there are no other hands. <clears throat> I take the liberty. Ron, could, this is nothing to do with what you just covered, oh, uh, but I'm wondering topic if,
1: fee, but you can do it
3: <laughs> on the on the Braille display, yeah. if you could very briefly summarize what those four characters mean. And then Which how do I, I know that I can press the routing key over it to get the time. But I know there's a oh. no way of making it the default to have just the time all the time.
1: Gotcha. Okay, those four characters are status cells, and the the numbers they give you normally are giving your your pixel position on the screen where your cursor is. So, and it, it's a usually a pretty large number. You'll notice if you're at the top left of your document, it's much smaller. Um, yes, you can make it display the clock all the time. Send me an email. I know you know how to get hold of me, and I'll send you step by step for that. We only have a couple minutes left, and I don't want to try and. And rush through that, but I'm happy to send you the info.
3: Thank you. You're
1: welcome. Anybody got a really short question? There is nobody else. Okay. Then I will remind anybody if you wish to get hold of me. My email is r miller r m i l l e r at vispero v i s p e r o dot com r miller at (laughs) vispero I say this a lot, just not well. R. Miller at vispero.com and please come and check out the training pages, freedomscientific.com slash training. There's a lot of great content there and we're adding to it all the time. Um if you go to follow the podcast or uh, the videos, there's a bunch of Um, short little bite-sized videos I've created recently on split braille. If you want to spend some time and learn about the different views and we'll be putting up more as I, as I get those up, uh, I've been hard at work recording a bunch of those. Uh, so if you want to dig a little deeper into split braille views, that's up there. I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just telling you that's an example of the kind of stuff that's there. Uh, so there's a ton of, uh, webinars, audio stuff, video stuff. Um, And we're always changing the content. That's it for me. I really appreciate everybody riding along with me today. Thanks for letting me spend time with you. This is is always fun.